City. And the Richmond Spiders have knocked off the 12th ranked UMass Minutemen. The Richmond Spiders have come to Florida and have knocked off the 13th ranked Gators. Spider victory over 14th ranked California. Richmond 94, Cal 90. Davis to climb for the time. Puts it on the deck. Head fake, shoots, block. Oh, look We are back for episode 16 and episode one of season two of the Frontline Fanatics podcast. Well, I guess season three, if you really want to count the first one, but hey, that's, that's too far back in the past. Yeah, I'm Evan Aldifer. I got my boy, Andrew Aguilera with me. In this episode, we're going to catch you all up on what we've been doing. We're going to talk about the upcoming uh, Richmond Spiders basketball season, and we're going to open the mailbag, which we're excited to do that. Got a lot of awesome questions. But first, Aggie, the people want to know what's going on with you. How you doing? What's up, my man? Zach, the people have been clamoring for this yeah. return. Dying for it. I've never had so many people call me. Text, DMs, calls. The newspapers are like, where are the episodes? But finally, we're back. Took a little break off for the summer. Hopefully, everyone enjoyed their summer and their fall. I mean, fall's almost over too, which is crazy. But all is good over here in Brooklyn, New York. Not, not going to dox myself totally, but we're good. We're working. We're grinding. We're hustling. Getting ready for that. Seasonal depression, baby. We're ready to go. But, you know, with that seasonal depression, there comes college basketball and the return of college basketball next Tuesday. And I could not be more excited. Evan, how are you doing? We know we're taking JP's question from the mailbag. Wants to know how you've been doing and set the slate clean. But we want to know how you've been. I've been good, buddy. I was wondering if the seasonal depression comment was referencing Richmond basketball season or if you were talking (laughs) about standard seasonal depression. Because honestly, for me, it could kind of work as both. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm, I'm we're 0-0 right now. So we're yeah, we're 0-0. I, I think we'll be 1-0, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah, and, and shout out, JP. My, my microphone quality is still not good, and it's never going to be good. I'm just going to keep rolling <laughs> with it because I, I kind of like this. But no, man, I'm excited to talk about Richmond basketball. I'm excited to talk about life and all things going on. Just to kind of position where I'm, I'm feeling right now, there's a lot of positive press and feelings about the upcoming season in this team right now. No doubt. And I feel like it's not that, you know, crazy for me to be pretty, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word, like cautious about it, I guess, just from what we've been, what we've seen in the last couple of years. And sure, I, I know you can kind of throw out last year and all the, the troubles and things that went into that. But the fact of the matter is, and, and my theme for the beginning of this season, at least until I see otherwise, is that, just because you're a year older does not mean you're a year better. Yep. And un- until I see some some specific improvements, I don't think I'm on the same page as a lot of these different reporters and national writers and rankings that we're seeing. Um, but hey, you could have a different viewpoint than me. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I think a lot of the people listening might feel the similar way. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know how I've always been cautiously optimistic. I remember on the first episode of the revival last year, we were talking about the excitement of this team is finally going to do it. We're finally going to go to the tournament. Maybe we'll make a run. And I remember I'm like, I've watched enough Richmond basketball to know not to get my hopes up too much. I want to keep the positivity. And I want, obviously I want the team to succeed and I want to see some exciting games and in March, but it's the same roster, pretty much a couple new guys, but honestly don't think we'll see a ton of different rotations with those new guys. But yeah, I'm kind of the same as you. I'm going to be cautiously optimistic. It is a tough schedule this year, which if we play well, will really help us. And even if we don't play great and like say we go like 500 in those tough games, 
will also help us a little bit more than in prior years when we're playing weaker competition. But I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, and this, like you said, the schedule, it, it's a massive schedule, extremely ambitious. I mean, it had to be, you know, Moody and Hart sitting together and being like, okay, what do we need to get to do to, to get us where we need to be? Because right now yeah. we're worried about where we're sitting. And, and listen, uh, they got to feel good about the team too, coming back. A lot of talent, they're like, let's get a harder schedule than we probably normally would. Yep. And, and so we fly, we go to Iowa twice, which is insane. Like, I just don't like, that's unbelievable that we go to Iowa two times. And I think it's in like two times in three weeks or something. We play Drake and Northern Iowa and other great uh, neutral site games in, let's see, in Annapolis at the Naval Academy, uh, which I'm going to try to go to. Uh, we play down in Charlotte in December, uh, which I'm going to try to go to. And then also we're going to the Bahamas. Um, and I think we're going to play at least two power five schools there. Um, we got a question about that that we'll, we'll talk to, but like you said, uh, we know what the roster is going to be. We, we can all assume the starting five is, is basically take Blake out and put Nick in. Um, I have some thoughts on, on, you know, kind of what, what things might change, but it's still all, you know, the same guys that, you know, I don't imagine any of the freshmen will really get a significant amount of playing time. If anything, the bench will look a little different. I think Jai Bailey is going to play a lot more and hopefully Crabtree is going to be healthy so we can see him in there. But the big story, I mean, we were picked second to finish in the, uh, A-10 in the preseason bowl. Gilliard and Golden are all, all Atlantic 10 first team. And then I think Burton was second team. Um, or maybe Gilead was first, Golden was second, and Burton was third. I can't remember, but they were all preseason. So I guess my question to you, man, not to talk too much about it, but given that that preseason voting, right, in your mind, what, what do you think has to, has to happen, has to go right for us to actually fulfill those expectations? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I think we could have been ranked number one if it wasn't for last year's failures. I think nice, they, though. They're, it they're is nice. nice. Yeah, they are nice. It's good. But obviously this team has to clean up a lot of the things we did wrong last year. We got to play better defense. Finally, hoping having Nick back our shooting will be better. We got to be able to stretch the floor a little bit more. And I think overall, just be more athletic, play a little bit harder, like get to the rim. Like we always say, get to the rim. Don't take so many dumb outside shots. But yeah, I mean, I think everything just has to kind of come together this year. And I think this is a big year, you know, for Mooney as well. He has all his all his cards. He's got a stack deck. And what's he going to do with it? Yeah, we know people have been calling for his job. No one particular, of course. But <laughs> we know this year, like, look at this roster. This roster is supposed to be stacked. One of the most historic seasons, they're calling it, in Richmond basketball history. So I think if there is, you know, a, another slip in performance, we could potentially see some changes. But we don't want to get into that too much in the beginning of the season. But we just got to come together. The chemistry looks like it's there from everything that you see on social. It looks like everyone's getting along and they're happy to be together again. You know, they wouldn't have come back if that wasn't the case. And you said, you know, you mentioned stack deck. I think one thing I want to add is I don't, I, I do think there's a lot of kind of hidden challenge in the situation that, that Mooney finds himself in mostly around just the way the roster is constructed right now. I mean, I think we have 15 scholarship players and then 20 total players on the team and you've got guys ranging from, I believe, what Grant and Nick are both 25 or 24. And then this is crazy. Um, our, one of our freshmen, I think his name is Marcus Randolph, is like 19 or 18. Yeah. So just think of that age range. I mean, think yeah, like the, pretty crazy. trying to get guys to buy in when they're at that different stages of their life to the same message and the same goals and show up every day and be on the same page. Like that's, that's pretty challenging. Not to mention the fact that you've got to find a way to play those 15 scholarship players. I mean, yep. 
you know, I'm sure we're going to see some freshman redshirt when maybe they normally wouldn't if those three older guys didn't come back. And, and how is that going to affect their happiness? I mean, yeah. we know that the transfer portal is just an absolute uh, – it's a wild, wild west, west right, right now. Right? Oh, yeah. look so, at that. Chemistry, that's, maybe. that's crazy. We're back already. Let's go. <laughs> we are back. Um, so who knows? So I just think he's got a lot of challenge in front of him. I mean, it's it, it's a stacked deck, but one not without its kind of hidden, hidden complexities. Uh, yeah, you could say it's a loaded deck. <laughs> sure. <laughs> But yeah, I agree. I mean, player morale, you got to keep the players happy, first of all, but you also got to win. So we'll see what happens. And we've seen what's happened with, you know, red shirts in the past when we've had older classes that were a little more loaded, like our freshman year. Um, we had a couple guys redshirt and they never saw the floor again for Richmond. So, and maybe never saw the floor ever again in some cases. So um, yeah, it's going to be exciting and it'll be good to see Mooney's leadership. Shout out to On Forsyth and how he manages this this roster in game and off the court as well. Speaking of leadership, there's um, also uh, two new assistant coaches, um, which I think a lot of people are kind of, I've heard it been talked about, but not a lot of people are really picking it as a, a point of emphasis. And I think it makes a really big difference. I mean, one of them is a former coach of GW. Um, and then Marcus uh, the Joseph, other guy, right, I think. yeah. Um, and then the other guy is, uh, was an assistant at USF, I think, San Francisco, not Southern, Southern Florida. Um, and, Former uh, basketball player. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that'll, you know, definitely for those, all those seniors coming back, they've been really used to the same stag, you know, standard program. And now they come back with Maurice you know, Joseph, sorry. Excuse Maurice me, Joseph. Yeah. I want to get it wrong. Um, big, you know, new coaching staff. So I mean, obviously, we're still going to run the same offensive system. I assume we'll still run man-to-man and, and not go back to that that, that shitty zone that no one wants to see every day. Um, but I think that's another thing that's, you know, a big question mark, and we have no idea what the impact of that's going to be. Yeah, and you never know. Maybe with these guys coming in and their experience with these different teams, maybe we do see some small little tweaks in the offense or small little tweaks in defensive sets, and maybe that helps the team, especially these older guys that have kind of been running the same thing forever. Maybe it gives them a little fire under them, a little bit of spark to – to learn something new and, and get ready for that next level. And like we said, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. We're not in practice every day, but um, as much as I'd love to be. So we, we talked about a couple changes, but we're really burying the lead because because the biggest change that happened this offseason is that Richmond is now an Adidas school. Uh, we are no longer a Nike school. And I feel like a lot of people just forgot about that. Yeah. And uh, buddy, I'm going to turn it over to you to give me your uh, instant reaction to what you've seen so far from Richmond being an Adidas school. Yeah. Uh, um, for basketball specifically, um, I mean, I'm not a big Adidas guy for anything, but I've seen some of the stuff uh, for other teams like the lacrosse team when I've been on campus and it's looked pretty good, the uh, the off the field stuff. But from the photos I've seen of the jerseys, oh. I don't, love the, I don't love the blues. The blues, the blues have, like, with, the the, double, with the white the lines yeah. that like combine from your torso into your legs. It like looks a little bit weird. Um, the reds are okay. They, they look very similar to the old reds. Um, just that now that giant Adidas logo is in the middle of it and it doesn't look great. And I haven't really seen the whites, but I can't imagine they're great either. But I don't know. I heard there was a lot of sketchy stuff that went down with that deal that it was it was kind of rushed and kind of a money pull and they didn't really give Nike a fair chance. All rumors. But um, yeah, I'm not super excited to go buy my <laughs> my Adidas Richmond basketball gear from the bookstore this season. Which don't get me wrong, I'll be doing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, sure, you could say, oh, it's just a, the, the style, like the logo on the, the, you know, uniform, right? But I think it is, I mean, especially basketball recruits, like these guys really care about things like that, right? Like the way the school brands itself, the way our, our you know, colorways and uniforms and the way we treat players and all of that. And I, it, it did seem like something that came out of nowhere. And 
Yeah, I'm just curious to see how it how it plays out. But yeah, yeah I mean, look at look at like 2K. They literally give you an opportunity to pick what brand you want to sign with, and I think that does make a difference to people. So, and also, like performance, like one of our one of our questions. We'll, we can get to it more later. But how does the change in in the gear and things like that affect performance on the court? So. It's an yeah. adjustment. We'll talk about team, that later, but. team shoes. Although I don't, I don't think a lot of guys are gonna wear the team shoes. But yeah, I, I don't I, think so either. <laughs> no, no, no. Gilly will have the shoe game back for sure. I already saw a Nathan putting up some some Insta stories about where you can get a certain pair of Adidas shoes, something like that. Oh, so, interesting. So Very we got we got some stuff happening on the shoe front. And and then the last thing I wanted to talk to you about was um, just having fans back. What's what's really interesting, actually, we haven't released our like. COVID-19 protocols slash guidelines for the Robin Center yet. And it's a week away from our starting. I think they did release it now. Did they just, because I saw it it the other day. Uh, Okay. It's the same as like campus. You have to wear a mask the entire game, unless you're eating or drinking, uh, no proof of vaccination. And I'm assuming full capacity. Which which I'm hopeful that makes a really big difference. Um, Which I think it will. I mean, especially like the, the, I think um, it'll be great for the freshmen because they, you know, um, they'll never, uh, you know, they never would have known the difference, but for the guys that went through it last year, especially the younger guys that were freshmen or sophomores, maybe, um, that's going to be really big. And I really hope that the students show out and like understand and appreciate what they have. Yeah. I mean, you know, you and I know, like when we got to school, yes, like the basketball teams are flagship program, but for any game that wasn't VCU or maybe like a big (laughs) in, uh, in conference game, like it was the attendance from students was terrible. Yep. And I really hope that these kids that are going to college, I mean, I hope they will, because I would do this, but, you know, you has, haven't been able to take advantage of this for so long now, and you actually can. I mean, I really hope, like, sure, people aren't going to go to the NC Central game, but I'm hoping yeah. after that, that we really see these kids go out and support, and same thing for the local Richmond community, because I think that's going to make a huge difference. Yeah, I mean, you have a gem right in front of you. The stadium's awesome. You know, granted, the performance isn't always great, but it's just something to do, and for these kids that have especially the kids that have been on campus, you know, in the last year and a half where things have been closed and they can't really do things like getting back out and going to these games, I feel like is such a good opportunity, you know, just to, to do things and be around your fellow students and get a, get a good environment and hopefully watch a good product on the court. So, I mean, you know, we loved it and we're, we'll definitely get down there this year um, for at least one game and we'll report back on, on what it's looking like. We got some, we got some sources that will be attending the games as well. So they can, they can fill us in. Yeah, we do. And, and absolutely. I'm going to try to target a couple weekends to get down there and, and yeah. just, you know, spend some time in Richmond too. Um, couldn't you know, couldn't get me to go for the Richmond homecoming football game this weekend though. Couldn't do it. Who did we play? I don't even know who we're playing. I don't know. It, it sucks. <laughs> I used to follow Richmond football a little bit and I just can't do it now. It just, yeah. it just doesn't do it for me. So now I'm on the Wake, Wake Forest football train. Shout out Adam. <laughs> number number 10 in the nation. We're only climbing up. On the rise. <laughs> Um, awesome. I think uh, last thing, just in terms of, well, I guess we mentioned the NC Central game a little bit already. I mean, we're not going to dive in and give a full preview because um, for those of you that, that follow Ken Palm, NC Central is ranked 342 out of a three, um, total of 358 teams. <laughs> um, they, I guess I think they lost like their entire starting five from last year and they're, they're just going to be a completely rebuilding team. Uh, but what I'll say is I think um, – what I'll be paying attention to is just the questions that I had going into the season and how they're answered, right? How does Nick fit into that starting lineup? How does he look? Can he move around? Can he hit those shots? Um, who off the bench is going to step up? What the rotation is going to look like? And I'm just also really curious about the intensity from Gilly and yeah, Grant and KO. Just 
are they going to approach whatever hundredth game they've played in a Richmond Six, uniform? Sixth year, fifth year. Right. And I'm hoping the crowd does this naturally and helps them pump it up. But right, how locked in are they going to be, especially against a really bad opponent? So those are all things that I'm going to be looking at. And hopefully I get positive answers to. Uh, not sure if there's anything else you, you know, you're curious about on that. No, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to dive too much into this <laughs> game. Sorry to the listeners that want us to, but there's just like not really not much there. And it is the season opener, so you never know what can happen in college basketball. It's a crazy game. We've seen crazier things happen, but let's hope that we don't see any crazy things happen on, on Tuesday against NC Central. But, yeah, I mean, they, ha- they used to have some guys, but I think the, their leading scorer from last year or that would still be on the team is averages like nine points or eight points a game. So, I mean, he's going to get increased minutes and – who cares if we let one guy have 30 points if nobody else is contributing? So I'm not too worried about it, but it, it'll be good to see what type of things we're running. Are we throwing some of those younger guys out there to, to see what they got? So hopefully it's a blowout. Yeah, hopefully. But hey, after this one, it's a big schedule moving forward, like we said. So we're, you know, we're going to be tuned in and doing previews and conversations about each and every game moving forward after that. Yeah, it's going to be a tough year. So it's going to be a good year to Better be, be watching year. and talking about these games. Yeah. <laughs> you want to go through, go through the mail questions that we got? Yeah, so we'll go through uh, our first mailbag of the year. Thanks, everyone, for we got a lot of questions with like an, an hour of notice. So I know you. I tweeted and I got like thirteen notifications like so fast. I was like, "Let's go, people are hyped." Um, we kind of talked about this already, but how will the change from Nike to this is from uh, from Maddie T? Shout out! How will the change from Nike to Adidas uniform slash footwear impact performance? I think the biggest thing is probably the sneakers, just getting adjusted to to a new brand and, and new stuff. And I think that takes time, but I'm sure that they've been breaking the breaking stuff in and stuff like that. So. In terms of performance, I don't think it'll have a big difference. In terms of work, I think it's a step down. Uh, agreed. And I'll just say direct performance, probably not, but maybe just the way the guys feel about the, the uniform and what they put on or what they represent, maybe it affects that. Yeah. This is from Bright, Bright Boy. Uh, thoughts boy. on the A- A10 conference realignment. There's a lot of stuff going on here with different teams that might be going in and out of different conferences, and the A10 has now become a part of that. I don't know if you want to talk a little bit more on that, Ev. Um, I'm a little bit familiar, but I'm not as familiar as you probably. Yeah, it's essentially, it's like a, a domino effect. Once, um, who was it, Texas and uh, was it Oklahoma, I think, um, both wanting to leave the Big 12 for the SEC. Then they invited, uh, the Big 12 invited all of these schools from the American Athletic Conference to take their place, which then leaves the American Athletic Conference with a whole bunch of holes. And people are thinking about, oh, how does... How is the A-10 maybe affected by that? I think the, the biggest things I've seen are um, potentially Wichita State looking for a new home, which doesn't make a lot of sense with the A-10 geography, but I mean, we've Not seen really, crazy things. And it would help um, the conference in terms of right. they're usually a very strong team. And Temple is the other one that I've seen, which would make sense, right? I think they were a former A-10 member, a lot of Philly schools already. Yeah. Um, and obviously that St. Joseph's rivalry back. Well, you know, and it comes they don't get these, kicked out. <laughs> right. It comes at the expense of some schools that have been bottom feeders for a while. And the ones I think of are obviously um, Fordham. Yeah. Um, I, I guess St. Joe's was like pretty good, close, like recently enough. Yeah, I think they're rebuilding the program. I think they'll be back. Right. Um, but Fordham is the obvious one. You know, maybe UMass if they want to want to move around a bit just to kind of line up with the rest of their sports. But, you know, it's an interesting thought. I would love to see it personally. I, I do think there's, you know, even if it's just one school for one school, I think they're are things that can be done to um, to strengthen the conference and the and the game, what the game's being. So sounds great. Let's go. A ten, baby. Always, <laughs> on, always on the rise. Not a mid major, John Rothstein. Are any of you guys, are any of you guys going to the Bahamas championship? If the answer is no, why? Uh, so from uh, from Rose. What's up, Rose? Um, I don't I don't have plans of going to the Bahamas championship thus far. Maybe if we can get a uh, Richmond to confiscate some flights, we'll head down there. If no, because I'm poor. 
that's why i would love to go to the, see that bahaman sun maybe i'll hit a hit a couple of the resorts down there a couple of mai tais sounds like a great time but i don't even know if they're gonna have people there who knows i mean no one's gonna go to those games no one what was the what was the championship we had a couple of years ago Oh, it, uh, the guy on Twitter made it. It was like the sixth place. Um, it was so funny. <laughs> I can't remember what. It was. Oh, it was it? It was when we got smoked by Cincinnati. I know. Like we we had we no we actually had like I gotta look it up. We had eleven points at halftime. I, I think is what it was. Um, oh, I really want to try to find it. But yeah, we got like sixth place. Um, oh gosh, I really want to find it now. I know it was another one of those. Yeah, I found oh, it. Oh, the Cayman, I- Cayman Islands Cayman Classic. Islands Classic. Yes. <laughs> what a yes. legendary tournament. There yeah, was like we, eight people in the stands. Yeah, and so we got like sixth place. This was in 2017. Oh it's crazy. Um, oh, yeah, the halftime score of that game was 40 to 14, which is, which is just – And I'm looking at the box score. Jordan Madrid Andrews, <laughs> Sally Stansberry, <laughs> the boys. <laughs> oh, my God. Jordan <laughs> um, Madrid Andrews, that guy loved the seller. Yeah, Colin Monkey yeah. every night. Billy also, Rose. he would have fit Billy. perfectly on this team because he was like 27 too. I know, Jesus. Um, Billy Rose, what's up, man? Hottie toddy. Um, uh, yeah, I'm looking at flights right Homer. now. Washington, D.C. <laughs> to Nassau. I could get there for like 275 round trip. That's, I mean, that's actually not, really good. Yeah, if I, if I go on the right day. American, except they're canceling all their flights now. I think. <laughs> yeah, you're, I don't um, think I'll be able to get on a flight. But yeah, maybe one of these days when we're a little older, we can go to one of these destination ones and be like the only Richmond fans there. In the <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be pretty fun. We'll look into it. We'll get back to you. We'll see if it's uh, see if it's possible. Maybe we can get a work stipend to go. What do we got next? Season vibe check. Season is... Oh, what did I write down there? I don't even know. I think know. you wrote season, the season is the roof. Season is the, the ceiling. ceiling. Is the roof. Yeah, I was a the little Michael Jordan. I'm a I'm a noodle today. Yeah, vibes are uh, medium vibes. Normal, yeah. chill, chill vibes. We got we talked about it a little bit before. If if I had to summarize it one like bet, I would bet my money on Richmond not making the NCAA tournament this year, Same. as opposed to making it. If I had to yep. pick one of the two, I would bet my money on us not making it. Just from what we've seen, that does not mean that I'm not going to watch every game and want us to make it and want us to win every game. But I've just, I've seen this all before, as they say. Yeah, we've been there before. Shout out AV for that question. Um, <laughs> what do we got? All right. Uh, contestant, this one comes from, uh, who's on this, this one? Sean Foley, Nathan, I believe. Nathan Fielder, yeah. Yeah, Sean. Sean. Um, <laughs> concession, Nathan for you. Concession stand, food, and beverage of choice at the Robin Center. Bonus so from the, the Spider Dollar way. concession stand. This is a great question yeah. because Aggie, this is something that Aggie and I are like really passionate about, actually. <laughs> yeah. Something that we bought it over. So give them, the, give them the undisputed. Okay, the drink answer is undisputed. The drink first. is undisputed, yeah. Okay, so, I mean, obviously it was the Spider Dollar concession stand because I wasn't going to pay real money <laughs> for that. I'm just going to use the Spider Bucks or the dining. You could use dining dollars there, which was incredible. Um, you got to get a large Sprite. Yes, sir. Got to get the large Sprite. If you don't get the large Sprite, you're doing it wrong. Win or lose, you are going to drink the best large Sprite of your life, sipping on it. You're going to finish it so fast. I would drink it like before I got back to my seat. Then I'm pissing the whole game, and then I get another one. Large Sprite, the move. I also always went hot, though, just because it was easy, and the burgers were always kind of like wet and gross. And I don't want that little Papa John's pizza. That was like four, like one, like one slice of real pizza for like twelve dining dollars. Yeah, large Sprite. I mean, if if you know, you know the large Sprites. Like we were, we were pushing those so hard back in school. Yeah. Um, if, sna- yeah, if, Snapchats if one of us got there before the game, just a sprite yeah. in your hand, large sprite caption. If I had to pick food from the Spider Dollar concession stand, it probably is that shitty four dollar Papa John's pizza. But if I'm spending real money, 
when they brought in B-dubs in there and you could get some oh bonus wings. That was, was amazing. Cool. That, yeah, was, that was so good. That was so good. <laughs> oh my God. And now I can't, I haven't been back since because of COVID. Can't get beer yet. I will be getting plenty of beer at the next game. So don't yeah, worry. that's actually so sick. I, I, I just, I'm so like bummed that they didn't have that when we like would go every game. Speaking of that, we also have uh, Belle Isle ready to drink cocktails will be available, including the honey habanero and lemonade flavor, as well as the transfusion flavor. That was not an ad for endorsing it. I'm just saying it's available. And now you can get beer and wine at the food stands rather than standalone kiosks with in-seat ordering too, dude. I mean, that's good. Chair to order sucks, beer. It's like, always so slow. And they don't, I don't think they bring it to you. I think and we're like, definitely not going to have enough people to. <laughs> to like, like, did you, it. how many Yankees games did you go to this year? Like, do they have that, that MLB ballpark app? Like, yeah. Or DC did it for the Nats. And it was just so awful. Like, just well, you could like, up. you would like Uber Eats and then pick it up. And then it still wouldn't be ready when you got right. there. Uh, all right. Anyways, the food. Yeah. Great question. JP wants to know how is Evan? What's he been up to? I think we answered that a little bit earlier. Sorry, JP. Um, last question. Let me get the exact at here. Oh, this, this, is, is, from a, this is from sports fan <laughs> at sports F two, three, one, two, six, zero, four, nine. I wonder who that could be. Can we make the podcast before seven o'clock? I need to watch the college football reveal. <laughs> Incredible. That might've been the best. That might've been the best question. Yeah. Um, sorry, th- sports fan. It won't be out before seven as it's yeah. now 10, 22 East coast. It'll be yeah, out tomorrow. I, I, I think sports fan is, is fast asleep by now in the evening, but um, <laughs> Hey, the, the wake, he got what he wanted to see with that wake uh, wake football result. So I, I'm just, hey, I, I hope they keep winning and get them into the playoff, man. Oh yeah, and then I got two other things. Everyone wants to know when is the baby race? February twelfth, diaper derpy versus Lasalle halftime. That is a can't miss game. If Market you are calendars. on campus and do not go to that game, you are missing out on some of the best entertainment of your life. Absolutely hysterical. Everyone loves a baby race. Also. The, the team's got some great deals this year food drink beverages deals ticket deals it's gonna be good one last thing for me ev i don't know if we got anything you want to bring up anything else we the north we got him up here blake francis drafted to the raptors g league team the 305 shout out blake harden francis now blake we the north francis yeah it's pretty hype pretty hype really yeah. We, we knew he, he um, you know, we, we didn't think he was going to make the, the Pistons roster right on, on Summer League, but uh, pretty cool to see he's in the G League. I mean, I don't I don't really watch much G League, but um, I mean, but, I, you I know, think we, it's... we said he had the raw talent. He has the shot, I think, with just some player development. He'll make some decent cash. Hopefully, hopefully we see him in the bigs one day. I would, love to, would love to go to the Barkley Center for a Nets-Raptors game with Blake Francis getting 10 minutes off the bench. That would make my life complete. And I'm looking at their the the Raptors 905 roster right now. Yeah, Can, I I can't say I'm familiar with a lot of these names, but I will say Alex Antetokounmpo is on that team, so nice. that's kind of hype. That is hype. Other than that, not a lot of guys I know, but we're definitely gonna be watching Blake Harden put you know put up uh, 15 shots a game in, in the G League. That's yeah, much, I'm hoping that, I'm hoping my league. league I'm hoping my league pass subscription covers G League because I will watch as many Raptors <laughs> nine of five games as I need to. I wonder if I wonder if anyone like if, is Shondre still kicking around in the G League. I think because they did the bubble last year, he didn't make that team. So mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to be back on this year or not. Um, I know he was oh. busy. I know he was busy on the Insta. Nope, it's, we got it. He is on the Motor, Motor City? City Cruise. Hell yeah. That's got to um, be the Pistons, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no. So it looks like the Pistons bought the Northern Arizona Suns that he was on. And oh, now, right. now, yeah, so now he's on the, the Motor City Cruise. That's pretty cool. Let's go. Hi. So we got two spiders in the, in the G League. Oh, yeah, I'm looking dude, at his Twitter no right way, now. He needs bro. a new. Sh- he needs a new bro. show to watch. 
Bro, guess who is on the roster for the Motor City Cruise? Oh, a, a, a frontline fanatics legend is on this. Ryan roster. Daly. Yes. Let's go. That Ryan is absolutely. That is sick. All right, I need to watch all of those games. I'm setting my calendar tonight. Must that watch. Is amazing. That's sick. <laughs> Let's. <laughs> I go. gotta DM him. Let's go. Yeah, Chandra Jones and Ryan. Ryan Daly in the G League is is absolutely. I mean, it's gotta be incredible. He's gonna. Like, he's gonna cook. He's gonna put up. He's gonna put like fifty in a game and like blow up on Instagram. Like that's just what we might does. have to do. Uh, we might have to do like a week, a monthly, or every other week, uh, G League update for everyone. I think that's a good segment right there. That is that actually a great segment. That might be the most G League podcast coverage you're gonna get in, in America. So even if you're not a Richmond fan and you like the G League, tune in for the last one. Ever we do it, I'll I'll put it in the comments. G League <laughs> update official. All right, we're making a note of that. Let's go. But in terms of that. That's all I got for today. That was it. I don't know if you got anything else. I thought that was good. We got out what we needed to do. Really good to be back. Um, we will try to get another episode out in between games next week, uh, doing a preview of the next couple games until we think we'll do it again. Hoping to do this weekly. Um, but we'll see. Sometimes life gets in the way. But we'll do yeah, it. I think we'll do pretty good. Um, if, if you made it this far, thank you for listening. We're excited to be back and doing this again another year. I am just hopeful for good basketball, good environment at the Robin Center. And look, I mean, if this team can fill its potential and get to the tournament, I mean, I'm going to ride it all the way, right? I'm going to go to games. Oh, 100%. I'm going to go to the games. Yeah, whatever I have to do. We've been, we've been locked into this, you know, and beyond the A-10 tournaments in D.C. this year. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check oh, out nice. a lot of games. Yeah, I'm pumped. Um, and I'm yeah, just hopeful that it all comes parties. together. Um, and hopeful that, you know, we're, we'll, we all as fans are going to just be, be a part of something incredible, especially after we all went through such a – a shitty year last year so thank you again for everybody for listening hit us up and follow us up on on all our social channels yeah we're going to be bringing back the fire content this year that you're used to and um we oh, yeah. will, uh, even more we will see you next week for our uh first game reaction podcast oh yeah let's go we back awesome. see ya roll spot peace out roll spot Kendall gonna take a fade away three and good and he fouled green set by Jerome Oh, Anderson more. Hands it off to Brothers. The long three. He switched it. The Spiders have a chance to win. Anthony for the lead. Ooh. Trey Davis to inbound. Underneath the basket to TJ Klein. Who lays it up and in with 1.5 to go. Puts it on the deck. And Fed shoots. Oh. Oh.